Welcome to the Small Baller Podcast. My name is Trevor Reddick, and as always, I'm joined by a man who thinks Joe Flacco is an elite quarterback. What? I don't think that. I know that. I want that to be clear. I want everyone to understand who is listening. I do not think that. That is that is knowledge. It is a f- it's, factual it's statement. Factual. It is facts. No, it is no very debate. Much a factual he's, he's there is no debate. I mean, I can. I mean, if you want to have a debate, you're not going to win that one. But we could try. <sighs> yeah, yeah. Maybe for another day. Maybe for another day. Uh, but today, uh, for the episode, we're going to get into the Kentucky Derby. Obviously, there was a controversial finish. We're going to talk about obviously the NFL draft and some of our thoughts on potential franchise quarterbacks. Uh, the NCAA investigation with Arizona. Uh, D'Angelo Russell, obviously recently getting arrested. Um, the latest episode of The Shop with LeBron. Uh, some more stuff on Lonzo and the whole thing with Alan Foster. We got Small Talk Trivia. We got Randomly Ranked for you. And our main topic is going to be a big NBA deep dive. Obviously, the four-overtime game. Uh, the Rockets finally get a game in that series. So that's what we got for you today. It's going to be a great ninth episode. Absolutely. Fantastic episode. Uh, so we'll get right on into it. Uh, first small talk topic we have, the Kentucky Derby. Uh, so we had maximum security, which is the uh, – that was the horse that was projected to win. Uh, went 4-0 in the qualifiers. Uh, projected to win and finished first. You know, everything was looking, you know, all great. You know, they were all happy, whatever, and there, there was an objection. Okay, so I, I'm, no, I'm no expert on horse racing. Uh, the objection, it seemed like – I don't know the official ruling for the objection, but the what it seemed like is that essentially the horses have they don't actually have lanes they have to run into, but they kind of have little areas where they have to stand. So meaning like you know if you can't really invade into another horse's area uh, or another you know competitor's area. You kind of have to stay in your own little bubble. Mm-hmm. Uh, it seemed like at a point in time it wasn't towards the end, but it seemed like at a point in time uh, a different horse named Country House who ended up winning because of the disqualification. Uh, Country House. Got a little bit tripped up, uh, kind of by a chain reaction that maximum security caused. Uh, the back of maximum security's legs kind of tapped into a, a another uh, horse's legs uh, and kind of had a chain reaction. So, you know, what what are your thoughts on the objection? Um, well, obviously, if you're no expert, I'm definitely nowhere close to being an expert. But um, I watched I watched the Derby back. I watched the whole video um, of the race, and based on the rule, that's what they said was the rule. So. I'm gonna agree that um, that's what that they're right about that, and he was he did seem like he was really close to that horse. Kind of seemed like that horse uh, had to slow down because of it, and that's the rule. Yeah, it, from my understanding and what I've read about is that uh, it seems like it was the right call at the end of the day. Uh, so you know, I think they got it right. Uh, it was a judgment call, uh, but you know, it is what it is. So congrats to uh, Country House. I want to point out my roommate Ben. Predicted Country House would win before oh. he predicted before he, he he knew they were gonna win. Okay, he should have bet money. But uh, <laughs> on to our next topic, we're gonna kind of go into a little bit of a dive here into who we think are gonna be the franchise quarterbacks from the uh, past uh, t- two weeks ago the NFL draft. Or was it two weeks? Ago? It was last weekend. Yeah, it was last weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll kind of take a little bit of a dive into who we think our franchise quarterbacks are gonna be. So I'm gonna go up first. Um, Kyler Murray to me is a big question mark, so I'm gonna kind of skip over him. I, I I'm not 100 sure yet, uh, you know where I think he's gonna be at. Daniel Jones, I I can see it happening. Mel Kiper Jr. I have never seen him like a prospect more than Daniel Jones. So you know what I'm gonna do? I'm buying on Daniel Jones. I'm buying him. 
I think he will be a franchise quarterback. I have enough faith in Mel Kuyper where I think he'll be a franchise quarterback. Dwayne Haskins, I think, is the best quarterback in the draft. I believe he will definitely be a franchise quarterback. Um, Drew Locke, I think, is another interesting talent. I don't know if I'm there yet. I'm not 100% sold. He has a great arm. He makes good decisions. I'm, I'm not 100% sold, so again, I'm going to put another question mark on him. The last person I want to talk about is Gardner Minshew, okay? He was at Washington State, and I've watched some tape on him. Fantastic quarterback. Makes a lot of hard, very, very hard throws. So uh, the Jaguars drafted him. I, I think he could, be, he could be the quarterback. I know Nick Foles is there now, but I think he has the potential to be a good quarterback. And that was an early sixth-round pick. Mm-hmm. Who do you got as your franchise QBs? Um, so Dwayne Haskins, I, I got to say, he's definitely, to me, going to be franchise quarterback. I agree. I think he was the best quarterback in this draft. Loved him at Ohio State. Thought he's the best quarterback Ohio State's had in a while. So I loved Haskins. Um, Kyler Murray, I also think, definitely has the potential. There are some concerns, um, obviously. But I think with the way the NFL is evolving, I think his um, his size isn't as big of a concern. I think with the offense he's going to be in, I think that'll help him out. So I think Kyler Murray would be the second guy I think is going to be a franchise quarterback. And outside of that, there's not really anyone that's standing out. I mean, Gardner Minshew, maybe he could be a sleeper. Maybe he could turn out to be really good. Drew Locke also may have potential. But Daniel Jones, I do not think I buy. Um, was not a fan of him really watching highlights and stuff at Duke. So don't I don't buy Daniel Jones. Yeah, Kyler Murray is just such a huge question. To me, it's not. I'm not concerned about his height. I'm concerned about him getting hit. He does not, I, in my opinion, I don't think he weighs enough. I think he's going to have a 280-pound lineman come on him, and it's, it's not going to be fun for him. <clears throat> and obviously, college, they have big guys, and you know, it's, it's not like he never got sacked in college, but Oklahoma's O-line is amazing. I mean, their offensive line is just so good. So I'm, I'm, I'm a little concerned. I, I'm nervous for him when, it's, you know, when he really gets hit and really rocked. I mean, you saw in the game against Alabama uh, when Quentin Williams hit him, his whole helmet came off, and it, it seemed like he was kind of slow to get up. So that's what I'm worried about him. Daniel Jones, again, Mel Kuyper Jr., I have so much faith in. I've never seen him talk so highly of a prospect. I mean, it would, it's insane how much he talked about him. So that's why I'm buying him, just off of Mel Kuyper. Um, but kind of to uh, continue on with our next topic, uh, and something a little more controversial, the NCAA formally launched. Now, Arizona did, they did say that this is not true, but I, I don't believe them very much. Uh, the NCAA formally uh, put into an investigation uh, into Arizona's men's basketball team, into cheating and numerous ties in the ongoing uh, basketball trial uh, with the uh, wiretaps and where some players or players were pl- paid. Uh, and there's kind of a big issue with DeAndre, and it seems like there's a lot of numbers th- flown, thrown around. Uh, the one number I saw was about 10K a month was given to him, $10,000 a month. Uh, so what are your thoughts on the, this current investigation? So... Um, this was one of the teams, Arizona was one of the teams that we everyone was talking about in the college basketball circles of there could be an investigation because it's there's definitely some evidence to show that they have paid players. Um, with Arizona in particular, one of their assistants, uh, Book Richardson, he did actually admit that they had given payments to players, specifically DeAndre Ayton. They had paid him. He said that. He admitted it. So I think... Um, I think this was kind of a foregone conclusion. I mean, um, it, the evidence is right in front of everyone's faces. It's obvious that they have paid players. I think it's pretty obvious that other schools have paid too. I think it's obvious that LSU has paid. I think it's pretty obvious that Kansas has mm-hmm. paid. Uh, so we'll see if they get investigations. But it's clear that some of these schools are paying players. It, it, it's kind of confusing to me because I, I feel like at this point, we, 
we've determined that this stuff happened. Yeah. I mean, there, there's, there's literally recordings of, mm-hmm. you know, uh, of the the assistant coach of Arizona, right. uh, Book Richardson saying like he, I mean, you yeah. got paid ten dollars. Like I don't understand like what. There's no debate. Why why are they just suddenly getting under investigation? Like if if this is, I mean, clearly I'm sure there's some money thing. They don't actually, you know, they don't need to be. If they don't need to be under investigation, they're not going to put them under investigation. But right. I don't. I mean, this has been going on for a while now. Why why yeah. are why are we just kind of? I don't understand. Like no one should be surprised yeah. by that, that this is happening. No. Yeah, I mean at all, but you know, to uh, continue on with uh, investigations, D'Angelo Russell was sighted at the airport. Um, he was going to the airport, uh, flying back home to Kentucky. He is on the Brooklyn Nets. He was in Brooklyn, uh, in New York's airport. He was flying back to Kentucky, and in a Arizona iced tea container, he had marijuana hidden in it. So it was kind of a his own little. Uh, little project he made in there, own little thing, and it did not have, from my understanding, it had some liquid in there, but it was made so it could hold stuff like that. Uh, I know uh, Will Kane had probably the greatest <laughs> take on this ever. So yeah. why don't you give us give us a little rundown on what Will ta- Will Kane said? Okay, so Will Kane, um, a man who I'm not a big fan of, I do not like um, Will Kane his, his takes generally, but this take, however. I really liked. I think this was his best take it was ever. Hilarious. And yeah, and it and made hilarious. sense. It made sense. It, made it was sense. funny. It made sense. So what Will Kane said was that obviously when you go to the airport, you can't take liquids on the plane. So D'Angelo Russell, he had an Arizona tea container, and he put the weed in the container, even though it, it was clear that they were going to tell him you can't have liquids on the plane. I mean, it's just it was. He's been, it's stupidity here for D'Angelo Russell here. And it was a great point by Will Kane. Just pure stupidity by D'Angelo Russell. I don't know why he did this. It doesn't that. It's so funny because, like, it's, yeah. I mean, it's so well known. You go on planes and you literally cannot bring, like, right. water bottles. I mean, like, like, imagine showing up to, like, the ACT. Like, you're about to take the ACT and you have, a, you have like, a notebook. You just bring it uh-huh. in there with you and they're like, hey, you, you, can't, you can't be using yeah. that notebook. And they look in, look at it, and there's there's all the answers to the exam on it. I mean, it doesn't make any sense. Imagine like the thought process of making that Arizona container to hold the marijuana, and like the guy who's making it, it's like, oh, this is such a good idea, and they, I mean, you can't even bring it on the plane. Yeah, like I, I'm, I'm trying to get inside his mind. Like, how did he think this was gonna work? Like, I mean, maybe he could have. They could have just told him to throw it away, and then he could have just threw it away, and then. He wouldn't have gotten in trouble, but still, like, he was trying to smuggle it with him, so mm-hmm. I, I don't understand. Again, it doesn't make any sense to me, but, uh, you know, it is what it is. Uh, moving on to uh, another another little story that was in the news. Uh, so, LeBron James, uh, through his entertainment company, Spring Hill Entertainment, uh, has a show on HBO called The Shop. And basically, it's LeBron James sitting down with a ton of famous people, and they discuss... Uh, a ton of different topics, not just necessarily sports, but a ton of different lifestyle topics. Uh, it's a fantastic show. If you have HBO, I highly recommend checking it out. Um, so there's kind of two parts we want to go in at uh, about this most recent episode of The Shop. The first one is LeBron responded to kind of what happened with Magic. So he, I'm going to read the quote here, uh, and here's what, here's what he said. I came here to be a part of the Lakers organization, having a conversation with Magic, and really kind of breaking it down and saying how he was going to make this showtime, this showtime again. And I wanted to be a part of this process. So, and then obviously, you know, he, he, Jordan ended up announcing, or excuse me, uh, Magic Johnson ended up announcing that, you know, he was leaving. And it was kind of abrupt, and LeBron did not know. Uh, so LeBron kind of ended up saying how this was super surprising to him, and he, he was upset. So he kind of felt a sense of betrayal from Magic. 
Uh, so what do you think about what LeBron said on this episode? Um, well, you know, it, it's weird because usually LeBron knows about everything that's going on within the organization he's involved in. So here, it's really kind of different for him. He's never really been in this situation. He's usually kind of in charge um, when he was with Cleveland. Um, he, he made a good amount of decisions, obviously. You know, there's rumors about maybe he's gotten coaches fired and uh, these different things. So it's weird that he didn't know. Magic didn't tell him, but he also didn't tell anyone. So, again, as I said before on a podcast before when we were talking about Magic, Magic kind of, I feel like doing this and not telling anyone was kind of wronging to everyone. So Yeah, I agree. I, I don't mm-hmm. think – I think in Magic's mind he was like I'm, – he didn't want it to be a bad situation. But for whatever reason, I, I don't believe he understood the – the severity of what his decision was going to do. Right. And it had a, a bigger impact than he believed. I don't know why you didn't think this would be a big story because, I mean, the Lakers have been a big story no matter what it is the whole year. So I I don't know why he wouldn't sit down with a couple people and tell them. And he just went to the press and was like, yeah, yeah I'm quitting. Mm-hmm. So and you made, you made the talk about how he kind of tainted uh, Dwayne Wade's night. And I, I honestly, the more I think about it, I agree. I mean, he didn't tell LeBron. He didn't tell Jimmy Buss. He didn't tell Rob no. Polinka. He didn't tell anyone. No. Uh, so I 100% agree with you. I, I don't I, – again, I, I talked about it already, but I, I don't enjoy what Magic did. And the fact LeBron didn't know, I mean, that's – if he wants the Lakers to have success, I feel like LeBron should be knowing these things. Right. Um, but kind of one other little segment that happened on the talk, uh, Lonzo Ball briefly discussed about uh, how his uh, family friend, Alan Foster, which we have talked about on the, uh, the podcast, uh, he stole uh, money from Big Baller Brand. And Lonzo covered up his Big Baller Brand tattoo. Uh, on the shop, he said, uh, and this is quite a, when I told my dad, he shut up immediately. He wasn't even talking. So clearly, like, his dad was surprised. And we kind of, you know, understand, you know, what happened uh, when Lonzo Ball found out about Alan Foster. So w- what's your takeaway from what Lonzo said? Um, my takeaway is that this is just an unfortunate situation for Lonzo. Obviously, um, his dad has looked out for him. And there's there's questionable things his dad has done. But... Um, regardless, he is a great father to Lonzo, obviously, and other brothers. He does care about them, so he's trying to do what's best. And in this case, um, you know, Alan Foster, a guy who LeVar thought was close to him, took advantage of his family. Um, I think Lonzo said that his mom was in charge of the finances for a while, and then she got sick, and then that's when Alan Foster took over, and that's when, uh, obviously, he started stealing money. So it's really just an unfortunate situation for Lonzo. Yeah, I completely agree. Uh, Lonzo had a, a, a rough go at it. Uh, he ended up switching his agent uh, and breaking ties with Foster, of course, covering up his tattoo. Uh, so it seems like he's making some positive decisions in his life, so I applaud him for that. Right. Uh, the whole situation is kind of sad in itself uh, because, you know, from I mean, I've watched Ball and the Family, which is their, the, the uh, Lonzo Ball show on Facebook, uh, and Alan Foster's in it a lot, and he seems like a nice guy. So it, it, the whole situation is not a good one. Um, but, you know, at the end of the day, it is what it is. It seems like he's moving forward. Um, we will also move forward. We're going to go right into small talk trivia. So the scoreboard right now is 2-1. to one. We both got our questions last week. Uh, so I applaud us for that. Give us a little round of applause. Um, but so why don't you go first this week? You're up first with your question. Okay. So in this year's playoffs, okay, there are four players that are averaging – over 30 points per game this year's playoffs. Now, I'm going to give you... I don't need them. You don't need them? No. Okay. Name the four players 
and you said you're not giving him, but name I think the four I can players. Name the top five scorers in order. All right. I think I can do let's it in order. Let's, let's hear Kevin it. Durant's one. All right. Kevin Durant's Correct. one of them. Um, I believe Kawhi Leonard is two. Yes. I believe Harden is three. Uh, uh, he's not three. Oh, no. Dame Lillard's three. Dame Lillard's Then Harden's three. four. Harden is four. And then five is Paul George. Yes. I didn't need that, but let's put a little extra <laughs> yeah, sauce you, on it. <laughs> yeah. But you knew him. I knew yep, him. You were correct. So you got it. You hit that out of the park. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so now the score's three to one. Up by a little bit. Don't blow a three one lead. I assure you that won't be happening. I won't lose. So here's my question. Um currently Arizona is under investigation for a ton of various different things. Um, and there's been talks that there's going to be – potentially, you know, in, after this is, you know, over, they might have some vacated games. So what was the last Division One team that had games vacated? And here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to give you two strikes on this. I'm going to give you two strikes. So you essentially have three guesses. The at. last Division One team yes. that has had games vacated. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I already know one for sure. It's it's just the last team. The the most recent. Mm-hmm. That's that's the most recent team that has had vacated so, games. That was in twenty thirteen. I feel like there's ones after that. Um, man, one's vacated. So who who's the team you're thinking of? Because L- Louisville definitely. Louisville was the one that I thought it was. Okay, that is not correct. So I want to point out it is after Louisville. It is after twenty thirteen to twenty fifteen. That doesn't count as one of my strikes. Or? That is going to count as one of your strikes. Oh, you guessed okay. it. Okay. Um, okay, so it's not Louisville. It's in the past six years. Hmm, Division One vacated. Why would they have had the games vacated? Um, oh man, I'm, I'm, I'm blanking again. I, I'm gonna give you one more little clue. This team is in the West Coast Conference. The West Coast Conference? Mm-hmm. Um, BYU? That would be the correct answer. BYU. Oh. Yes. In 2016, 2017, they had, let's see what it is. 2016, 2017, they had 42 regular season wins vacated, three NIT wins, and two NIT losses. That's a good guess. I'm, what, I'm what proud was, of that. What was the reason? Does it um, say on there? The reason, I, it's, it says they're actually appealing it currently, so I do okay. not know the reason. Okay. So when, when I looked this up, I thought it was Syracuse. I did. I bet, or not Syracuse, excuse me, Louisville. Yeah. And that's, I was going to ask you, I was like, oh, I think that'd be hard enough, you know, that you, yeah, you might not like get it. Yeah, like the obvious one. Yeah, Louisville, I thought, we, uh, and it wasn't. And I was like, oh, wow, right. this would be a good question. Um, so that's pretty good. Uh, so we'll head right on. Yeah, now it's three to two. It's, it's, right. it's a close game. So next we're going to head right into randomly ranked. And randomly ranked is where we randomly pick a topic and rank them in an order. Um, and this random topic today is going to be video games. Trevor and I both like video games a lot. We both don't play as much anymore. You know, we got school and jobs and the podcast to work on, so we got plenty of other stuff on our plate. But um, I did have my fair share of video games in the past. I know you did also. Yep. So uh, why don't you want me to start off with my top three? Yeah, you, you can start. Okay. You can start. Um, so my top three video games of all time. Number three, I'm going to give an ode to my best friend Josh. FIFA 13 is my number three game. Simple as that. Uh, my number two game is NBA 2K16. I'm going to give another ode to one of my friends, Greg uh, and Marcus. We play this game. We used to play this game a lot uh, in my best friend Greg's basement, uh, so we have a fun time doing that. And the number one video game that I have, number one, I, I think it universally should be everyone's number one video game, is Modern Warfare 2. Uh, I remember playing this a lot uh, when I was younger. I'm sure my parents listening to this are going to remember me playing this a lot. 
Uh, so that's my number one game. Very, very great selection at number one there. And I like your other two selections, too. Thank you very much. Um, so my number three, I'm going to start off with a game that I played on the PlayStation 2. Ooh, we're going back. We're going back. We're going back. It's Grand Theft Auto San Andreas, the best oh, Grand Theft Auto. That is a good game. Had all the cheat codes, yep. flying cars, amazing stuff. Number two, Halo 3, my favorite Halo. That's a good game. Played it with some of my mm-hmm. best friends. Shout out Landon and Devin. Halo 3 was amazing. Mm-hmm. I was obsessed. And a game I was even more mm-hmm. obsessed with, played it all throughout 7th and 8th grade. <laughs> even tried to make a YouTube channel and make content off of this game. Modern Warfare 2. I mean, just... It's the I best. I don't have to say it's much there's more. There's really enough It's to clearly say. the best. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's no debate. Mm-hmm. Don't try to argue. Modern Warfare 2, the best. I, I forgot about Halo. Halo's... That, yeah. I'd say Halo Reach or 3 are in my top 5 for sure. Um, but we'll, we'll transition on over to our main topic... Uh, of the NBA playoffs, and we kind of have just a smorgasbord of different work or different topics uh, for the NBA. So why don't you start us off, Trevor? All right. So first, I want to go into the game of the playoffs so far, the game of the year, in my opinion. And it was Game Three between the Blazers and Nuggets. It went to four overtimes. I'm, so I'm just going to give you guys a quick little recap of what happened um, late in that game. So starting with a minute 56 left in the game, Denver was up. 100 to 95. Uh, Jamal Murray, he just hit this crossover three over Ennis Cantor with the shot clock running out. Then Mo Harkless, of all people, he makes the five points in a row to tie it at 100. Um, and then the game ends in the fourth quarter after regulation. The score is 102 to 102. Okay, so at this point, Damian Lillard, um, he's not having his best game ever. Obviously, it's so CJ starts taking over. So in overtime, Denver has a decent lead. CJ has this huge steal, um, this huge steal he has on Jamal Murray. Jamal Murray's like trying to dribble the ball down, and CJ steals the ball. Um, he also had a nice pull up mid range, a three, and a runner to force double overtime. Um, he had seven straight in the third overtime. You know, you have just back and forth. There's so many different moments where you think that. Oh, Denver's going to win. Now Portland ties it back up. Now Portland's going to win. Denver ties it back up. And it was just an insane game. And then in the fourth overtime, Rodney Hood, of all people, he had fresh legs. He comes out. He has seven straight points um, and hits the game winner with 18 seconds. And Portland wins the game 140 to 137. CJ McCollum, 41 points, eight rebounds, four assists. Amazing game from him. Jokic had a great game as well for Nuggets, 33, 18, and 14. Can we take a second and talk about this? For just one second, okay? CJ McCollum took 39 shots in a professional basketball game. He did. Four overtimes. Jamel Murray took 32 shots. Yeah. I don't think I've taken 32 <laughs> shots in my whole life. That is a lot of shots. One thing I want to talk about is Damian Lillard obviously didn't have as, as big of a, you know impact. CJ McCollum, I think, is so underrated. I love CJ <clears throat> McCollum, and he's from Cleveland. Oh, Cleveland yeah. Area. So, I mean, like... I mean, this game, it's, it's hard to think about in general, but uh, it, it, there's just so I mean, imagine playing four overtimes. You know how tired you got to be after that? That's, that's a lot of playing. This game was such an excellent game, though. 140-137 at the end. Uh, I mean, really such a great game. Uh, moving on over to the Warriors and Rockets game. Uh, the most recent game, Game 3, where the Rockets pulled out. Uh, two to, or the series is now at two to one. Rockets won one twenty six, one twenty one. Steph Curry does not know how to dunk. I think we have. No. We now I, understand I think he's lost that. his all athletic ability. He, yeah, something <laughs> happened to him. 
Because he, he's, he's not even in the series, really. No. He's been very quiet. Um, Kevin Durant's kind of had to take a lot of the load for the Warriors. Um, he's been putting up huge numbers. He's been amazing. The best player in the playoffs. But uh, Steph Curry has not been great. I think we have to point that out. But regardless, the Warriors are in control. Uh, the Rockets finally got one. But the Warriors definitely had their opportunities. Uh, the Rockets definitely got a couple breaks. Two to one. But the Warriors are they're in control right now. You know, it's crazy. So, I mean, the Warriors are the loss, so... But Katie had 46 points. Yeah. Kevin Durant, he's seriously on a different level. He's I mean, he's no LeBron, him. but he's so just so, so good. Actually, interesting interesting little trivia question here. There's only one player on the Warriors starting lineup that was in the positive for the plus-minus. Who is it? Andre Iguodala. Yeah, Iguodala was the only person. In the I, was, I was looking at it, so <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was cheating a little bit. But, but isn't that crazy? I mean, not, not even Durant had a, a, a positive plus-minus. I mean, obviously they lost by five, yeah. but still. Yeah. This game is. Uh, Eric Gordon had thirty points. Let's talk about Eric Gordon for a second. Oh yeah. Seven for fourteen from three. That's that's very solid. Very very solid. Eleven for twenty from the field. Eric Gordon's another underrated player. I think he he could do uh, a lot to really impact a game. Yeah, he had one of his better games. Obviously, well, his best playoff game this year, and he was really keeping him in it for a while. So, uh, good on Eric Gordon. They're gonna need him on game four coming up. Hopefully they can get another big game out of him. Yeah, it's and then another thing that's kind of interesting. Capella only had thirteen points. Obviously he's not a huge offensive threat. Um, very surprising. He took zero three pointers. That surprising to you? I think Capella taking no threes. <laughs> no, uh, not really. <laughs> not really. No, not really at all. Is Cap- <laughs> is Capella playable? Do you, can, can they continue the yeah. series playing Capella? See, see, a lot of people have been saying they think he's unplayable now, which I wouldn't go that far, but he but he hasn't been making a big impact. I think he's got to get more involved in this series. Um, he's just He hasn't been what I've expected from Capella. Obviously, last year, after watching him against the Warriors, I really liked Capella. I was really like, this guy is going to be an all-star. You know, He's going to be in the league, and he's going to be one of the, the big, like, uh, the primetime power forward slash centers in this league. And I don't know. He's, I, I w- want him to step up a little bit more. Yeah. And then also, I mean, Curry and Thompson, they, this game, they went, Curry and Clay went uh, 13 for 39 here. Are, are, are they going to, what's happening? Can, if they get it together, this, this series is over. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think the series is over already. Which, which could but. definitely happen. Like, Steph in game four could easily, like, go off for, like, 35, 40 points. And then obviously, they'd probably go up 3 1, and the series is over. One of these games here, they're going to. If one yeah. of them goes off, it's going to be insane. Because K- yeah. Katie's going to score 30 plus every single game. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's seriously that great. I, I seriously just I can't comprehend anyone beating this Warriors team. I, there's just no way around it. Not it's this not, year. you got to hope KD goes to the Knicks or something. I, or we'll we'll see. We'll see. That's the hope. Transitioning into our game that just happened, actually. Uh, the 76ers versus Raptors. Raptors won by 5, 96 to 101. Tied the series 2-2. Uh, give me some of your thoughts on this game. Is, is Siakam hurt? Is that is that confirmed? Yeah, so Siakam was hurt. They said that he was questionable for Game 4. He did end up playing. He played 28 minutes, but he was 2 for 10, and he had a, a pretty bad game. So maybe they should have – I don't know if I want to say if they would have sat him out. They still would have won. They probably would have because he was 2 for 10. But 
I, I don't know. I think he's still kind of injured, so I think that's definitely a concern for Toronto. But one takeaway for me just in this series in general is that I'm actually kind of surprised by how well the 76ers have been playing. They actually look like the more stable team compared to the Raptors, which is weird because Embiid obviously had health problems, you know, Jimmy Butler and the chemistry issues. Um, but the Raptors, they're the ones having the problems. Kyle Lowry is just – he's not good in the playoffs. He's just not good. Kyle Lowry is terrible in the playoffs. He is – he is, seriously has no business. Like, really – I – it's crazy that someone as good as Kyle Lowry is just so bad in the playoffs. Another thing I want to ask you about, Tobias Harris took 23 shots, most on the team is – and I love Tobias Harris. I think he is such a great player. Should Tobias Harris be leading the team in shots taken? Um, generally, No. I think if there's one game where he does, then it's not a huge deal if he's on, if he's making shots and he's the hot man. Um, but uh, he, he's, he's the guy that's on fire in the game. He's making shots. But typically, no. Yeah, I agree. I, I think you got to take a backseat to Jimmy Butler if he's on a team, especially with a beat out there. Um, but to wrap up this episode today, we're going to give our quick predictions for next week. Um, I'll start mine off. It's going to be the exact same as last week's. Uh, the Warriors will win their next two games and finish off the series in five. Okay. Um, I'm going to say that, I don't know if I had this before, but I think three of these series are going to go seven. Um, I'm going to revise my Warriors pick. I don't think it's going seven anymore. Uh, I'm I think not surprised. The, I think the other three are going seven games. So, uh, fun semifinals. I mean, it's already been a great uh, second round, and it's going to get even better. Yeah, and I, 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 one of these games here, Steph or Clay, they're going to go off for... 25-plus, and the series isn't even going to be close. They just got to do it. Two more games, and they're going to finish it out. Um, but that's going to be it for today's episode. Uh, thank you so much for listening. Uh, please follow us on Twitter, uh, Trevor and I, and also the Small Baller account. It's at Small Baller Pod. Um, we'd appreciate that very much. Uh, little little clue for next week. We might be having our first guest next week. Oh, I wonder who it's going to yeah, be. Yeah, I wonder who it's going to be. You guys uh, might have to comment below, or comment below and see... Uh, you know, give some guesses at who you think it's going to be. But like I said, uh, thank you so much for listening. We really appreciate all the support we're getting, whether it's my friends, Trevor's friends, or even people we don't know. Uh, so thank you guys so much, and we'll, uh, we'll see you next time, next Sunday. Yep. Go Falcons.